0: Hello and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga
1: and maybe make you laugh a little bit.
0: I'm Gianna Gambino.
1: And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the funny thing about yoga. I am here with Gianna. Hello, hello. And our guest, Allison Riazzi. Hello. <laughs> Allison is a fabulous teacher here in Chicago. She teaches with us at Zen. She teaches at Equinox. She's taught all over the city. And we are just stoked to have her on the podcast. So I know you listen to the podcast and you're obsessed with me more than Gianna, which is fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't even
0: contest anything. Say say what you want to (laughs) say. I love you both equally. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, but we're so happy to have you on the podcast. We love we love you and we love working with you at Zen. And we just want you to give us kind of like a little 411 about how long you've been teaching, how long you've been teaching in the city and kind of where you're at right now with your teaching and life. I mm.
2: well,
3: we know I'm you so just got married.
2: I did it two
3: years ago, actually. Oh, Almost three really? years ago, but it does feel like the other day. I know I'm yeah, a married time's old woman. With a dog and a house, I feel very domesticated, very different than, I don't know, the last 15 years of my life. Um, no, I'm so excited to be here. I'm a little nervous, uh, but I'm really excited. I love you both, and I love your podcast. Everything you guys share is always so meaningful and funny, and just like, every time I'm listening to it, most of the time in my car, I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yep, that's right, <laughs> that's right,
0: that's right.
3: It's so nice yes, to hear little. other
0: other <laughs> teachers supporting. So thank you. Sorry. Go no, of on. Of course,
3: we got to support <laughs> each other. And a little bit extra about me. I I danced all my life. I'm kind of one of those cliche, I danced and then I got into yoga kind of thing, but I went to school for dance and then I was about out of college for almost a year and I started taking classes at like random yoga studios and it was actually one of my older sisters that encouraged me to do a 200-hour program to help like supplement my teaching. And I had like odd jobs here and there, dancing in some small companies. I was in Chicago at the time. This is winter of 2009, which feels like a thousand years ago. And I did my 200-hour and I always preface this and I mean, this might sound weird, but it was when there was one core power in the city. <laughs> that's important that's a a, a different it's a different world
0: it
3: was a little bit of a different vibe i really didn't know the yoga scene that well i hadn't Mm. been practicing actually that long um but i thought oh this would be a really great way to just supplement my very kind of bohemian lifestyle
2: Mm -hmm. i was
3: never really suitable for a nine to five desk job i just knew my life was always going to be a little bit about running around in pieces So I finished that training and then a part of my life, I just always knew I wanted to go to New York and I could feel my life settling in Chicago, very young. I was like 24 and I was like, okay, I got to get to New York. So right after I finished training, I spent that summer of 09, just subbing everywhere, just like trying to get in and get experience. And then that fall, I got on a flight with two bags and I just like moved to New York and lived in very random places trying to get on studio lists. Uh it was reminding me the other day when I was thinking about this. Like I was literally calling, I had a map open on Google Maps on my computer of Manhattan. Mm. I put in yoga studios and then I'm just like <laughs> calling like hey do you guys hire? Are you guys hiring? <laughs> and they're like, well we need you to be here. And I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. I'm moving in two weeks. Uh, oddly, one of those yoga studios called me back like the day before I was moving and they're like, Hey, are you still, we, I saw your name on a sheet and I'm like, I'm literally moving to New York tomorrow. This is like a Saturday. He's like, can you come take my class on Sunday? And I was like, yeah. And then this, and I always tell new teachers, this is a very rare and strange way to get hired, but mm-hmm. I took the class and then he hired me from just seeing my practice. I
1: think I we know who you're an, talking about. What's well, this was name?
3: not even a studio anymore. You know, I, my memory is not good. I don't even remember this person. Was he gay? Name, but it was a, probably.
0: Wait, how it would you on know the upper this upper random person <laughs> in New York? Right?
1: Because I know where you did, pra- where did you practice a lot in New York?
0: Well, this was like, I had just moved there.
3: So this was even before I even this started is, practicing no, you're there No, you are thinking of the
0: studio she worked at in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, maybe I'm thinking about that.
0: At Laughing Lotus.
1: Yes, that's what I'm thinking yes. about. Yes, I think okay. we
3: know people from a couple them. years later. Yeah. Okay. There's okay, a studio mind. called Namaste on the upper okay. west side. It was a small little knit community group. Okay. So that was like my entryway. And I tried subbing at places and as one does like struggling yoga teacher, mm. dancer, musical theater. I'm not musical theater person, but any of that realm they Mm -hmm. go get hired at lululemon so (laughs) yeah i had a job at lululemon to also just like pay the bills while i attempt to teach and go on like a thousand dance auditions and the scene in new york was very intense Mm. um and so then practicing in a bunch of different places i started teaching at this one studio called new york yoga on the upper east side that i ended up staying there for like almost five years and consider one of my yoga homes Mm -hmm. um it was a very intense they had like two spaces so one room we're well not one two different studios like three avenues apart one was a hot studio and one was like a non-hot the hot was similar to like a vinyasa flow but in 100 degree mm-hmm. and it was always like we're the hottest vinyasa flow studio in the city um mm-hmm. but it was a really that was also view.
1: very like that's so 2009 too like that was it that's what people did very
0: he did heated, heated vinyasa yep. I was mm-hmm. so into hot around yeah. then I mean I was and too that's how I, I got yeah. into it and then when I came
3: back here and went back, I was like, how do you all do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally, can't do this I
2: anymore. I
3: know.
1: Gianna and I talk about this all the time. I teach one yeah. class a week and I literally teach it from like at pretty much at half, halfway through 23, 23 minutes in I'm outside of the, I'm standing outside the door. <laughs> he stands outside. I'm like, step your foot forward. I'm like, how are these people? I'm like, I'm proud of them. I'm like, wow, you, you guys are really this? killing yes. it. I'm dying and not doing anything.
0: I know. But do you know what? My little realization about hot yoga that came to me this year is that like, even though I don't do the practice when I teach it, like if I leave a class feeling drained, then I can't do it.
1: And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay,
0: I leave like teaching hot feeling drained. And so my new motto is like, I'm not doing anything for whatever my hour hourly rate is that makes me feel worse after. And so like maybe every now and then I'll cover a hot class if it's a double or something and I'm ready there, but I'm not, I'm not going in special to teach a hot. And I think I teach a really good hot class.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like I here... really like my
0: hot class.
1: <laughs> People here love a hot class. Well, it's also
3: here. Yeah. Is no, it's go... slower. It's meant to be a little slower. It's mm, not meant to yeah. be like, what? A quick vinyasa flow class was but this place was which was mm-hmm. wild and somehow you just get used to it
1: bare um, was just like that in chicago i mean i don't know if it still is but it isn't still it doing still like, it was that was still like that.
0: vinyasa though because i was, think-
1: yeah but it was it, but what she what Allison's describing to me and correct me if i'm wrong allison but like at that time what i view it as like it's kind of like baptiste flow heated vinyasa mm-hmm you know, yeah. where it's like 100 degrees and you're doing, it's like a quick paced vinyasa class where you do a lot of chaturangas. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind heat, of like in the, heat, that, no. in the in heat. The heat. See, I've that's always like what I started doing. That's how I started practicing yoga.
0: Like hot yoga is like a hot yoga. Do you know the studio? I can't remember if it even had a name, but it was on 49th Street between first and second. It was just one room, ground floor, heated. That's where I used to 49. go. Between first and second no, Oh, I
3: didn't really like go over in the Midtown area.
0: Okay, because that so was, was my like, yoga uh, home. But yeah, so I
3: continued to sub here and there at places while working at Lululemon and then cut to basically three years later, I was like, I'm done with retail. Sorry, I can't do this anymore. And I was figuring out what to do with my life. And I was like, okay, I think I want to just teach yoga and I was ready for a 300 hour. So I'd been practicing pretty religiously for a year at Laughing Lotus. I really liked their vibe. They were very into the you know Indian mythology. They chanted a lot, but their flow like vibed with my dance-like flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really adored all the teachers there. And so they were starting a 300 hour program in, this would be in the winter of 2013. So, just in the beginning. And they had actually separated it into three 100 hour modules. So, it was like Mm. 100 hour in January, one in April, and one in August. And they all were on different themes. And so, after I finished that, and I was like working my way up building more classes, then I got on that schedule, which was great um, Mm. and really fun and really kind of advanced my teaching because a lot of the teachers there were like teachers, teachers. And Mm they give you really good feedback and like constructive criticism or support, really not criticism, but support and like help you become a better teacher. And then at the same time, I was dancing a little bit in some small companies, which kind of kept my dancing career kind of going. And then... Um, And I taught at some other random places as well. Not random, but just like those are my two main places and then a couple Mm -hmm. classes here and there. And then I was living in Brooklyn most of that time while just teaching in Manhattan.
0: So I know there was a couple of locations. Were you at the one on the east side? So I was at, for New York, I was at, on the Upper East Side. So both were on the
3: Upper East Side, like two avenues apart. And then when I was there, Laughing Lotus was in Chelsea, 1906. And And at that time, they still had – I don't know if it's still there. They still had the San Francisco studio.
0: I know the ones in New York, I think, all closed down, right? Yeah. So a little before, I think – so I moved back to Chicago
3: at the end of 2015. But then I would go back and visit, and it was still the same. And then Mm. the last time I visited was in 2019, and a little after that is where they – closed the really big studio because I think rent just skyrocketed it was a huge three huge rooms third floor right in Chelsea it was wild so they closed that down and I guess because I hadn't been there opened a smaller one in Flatiron and a smaller one like Upper East Side then from what I believe pandemic hit and everything kind of shifted and changed owners shifted and changed and the people that I'm still connected with did their own thing. Cause again, everybody kind of did their own thing come the pandemic. Um, but as far as I know now, it's, it's not what it used to be. Yeah. Um, I think there might be still some of the same teachers there, but I haven't been back in a minute to go visit that same space, mm-hmm. but it was, it was, it was a good space. Like they had a lot of, they did a lot of trainings. They did a lot of um uh what's the word just like continuing education so it really Mm -hmm. was a great place to like learn all about different things um and every teacher there like had their own even while there was this underlying essence of a similar flow Mm
2: -hmm. every
3: teacher had their own like flair to it and vibe to it which was really really nice Um, yeah I just looked up yeah. the one
0: in San Francisco just to see it is still open so it that is still location, open okay great yeah. yeah it's good to know
3: so the two original owners uh had started New York from what I believe and then one left to go to San Francisco and so while they were the same name they were still like same entity money monies went to different spaces like one didn't support the other from mm-hmm. from what I was told kind of different vibe because New York and San Francisco have
1: different, different vibes vibes. for sure. Different. Yeah. It's, it really is true that like yoga in every city is different.
3: It's so different. Yeah. So then cut to almost six years. I, I came back to visit Chicago, my family, I had one of my sisters had moved back. I have some friends here and people were like, you can do what you're doing here. And Mm -hmm. a part of me was like, yeah, but New York is good. New York yeah. is great. <laughs> and then like over the course of the month I just started having these weird feelings of like maybe I should go back. Maybe I don't want to get burnt out
2: mm. before mm-hmm. I get
3: burnt out. So, yeah, I decided smart. to move back to Chicago. Um which when I go back and think about it, I feel like I could have given New York one more year, but it was definitely that like uh I don't want to leave when I don't like the city. I kind of wanted to leave when I'm still in love with it in Mm. a way. Um, And so I decided to move back and just basically like, let me see what the Chicago yoga scene is like. And Mm -hmm. to be honest, the first year was very hard. Like Mm. going from a Mm. slightly faster paced train literally takes you everywhere to coming back and I moved in with my parents for like two months in the burbs (laughs) but then I moved back into the city and was like where am I going uh Mm -hmm. I was just reaching out to again a bunch of different yoga studios one of my students in New York at the time knew the original owner from Zen and was like oh you should connect to her so I did get connected to her but I only subbed a little bit like in the Mm -hmm. beginning of 2016 where I didn't feel like I was part of the community yet yeah. until the later half of that year where I was finally able to like be there a little bit more and take some classes and eventually Zen definitely felt more like oh okay this is the community that mm-hmm. I want to be at and then I got the opportunity to be at Equinox which was a really great um, stepping stone as well so I've been there for a while now yeah. and similar to like my beginnings of New York even though I was still a very new teacher even though I was in a new teacher beginnings of Chicago, as you know, you've moved every time you move, mm. you're like starting from
1: zero. A minute we, we talk minute about it
0: right now. We talk about it all <laughs> the t- all the wild. time.
1: It's it's like it, yeah. it's one it's one I think like a major uh, like downfall of this kind of job is just like it is. You know, so I'm like I can't go to San Francisco and be like, hey, I've been teaching for
0: you 10 can years. Like you want me? I'm a great teacher. Like you know, I did. I was really surprised at how many doors opened up for me in San Francisco. I think but that's a bad example. I think it's harder. Like even me coming back to Chicago, mm -hmm. I have inns at a bunch of places, but there's just not space for me because they have so many new hires. And a lot of the new hires that's a hard part. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. are probably newer teachers. And I'm not saying this about zen specifically i've taught at many different places and i think a lot of times just from a business end uh with a studio that is not zen because i just want to make this very clear like i think it's cheaper (laughs) for them to keep on Mm -hmm. the newer teachers than to bring bring me back at my rate.
1: yeah yeah i think that would make sense um Mm -hmm. and i also feel like maybe i don't know maybe it's just we are getting older and we've been teaching for a while that like all teacher there's like, they're, they're used to, when I first started practicing yoga, there were a lot of teachers in Chicago that were more like teachers, teachers. And then mm-hmm. a lot of them have stopped teaching or moved away.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I feel like they're. Well, like I think
0: our generation is now be having to step up and become those teachers. teachers that's what I'm saying. Which is that's a what I'm saying. Yeah, it is opportunity. an opportunity. feeling. Do you feel yeah. that
1: way, Alison? You know what I mean? Like there, I like do. there was an old, like an older. Group of teachers, and when I don't what to say older. I'm not like they're not. You yeah, know, like, well, they you were know, just older they were than teaching, us. Even exactly, only, like, four exactly, years
2: older. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> like, but like older that. Than me. yeah. And I think even someone. Sorry. Or, yeah. Sorry to. I really, really did to me too. No, you're fine. Go on. <laughs> you really really didn't mean to i really really didn't mean well, to. well i just knew you were repeating yourself over and over and I, You're like yeah they stopped teaching yeah yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, should I, we say you should
3: be saying no but when i had my community at laughing lotus i had like there were like four teachers there that i looked up to because a they hadn't been teaching a lot longer than me mm-hmm. they were also part of my 300 hour teaching program so i looked up at them as a teacher and they you know, while we're all human, one isn't higher on a pedestal than the other. There, they knew more information than me at that time, so mm-hmm. I looked up to them. Be like, okay, I can be a better teacher, but I didn't want to be them. Right, learning to mm-hmm. be my own self. So when I did move back to Chicago, I think coming from such a community-based place, I was there almost every day. To I didn't have anything like that, and then even mm-hmm. when I did start to step in, like feel comfortable and feel at home at the spaces I taught. I didn't really have anybody that I looked up to in that, oh, this is my teacher now. I'm going to take their class a lot or they're Mm going to give me feedback on my class. And I feel like I haven't really had that in a while. And when the Mm -hmm. pandemic hit, it was kind of nice to teach, take my New York teacher's classes over Zoom. So that was nice for a little while and reconnect. Um, But definitely being part of Zen's teacher training program now for the last few years, it's... I have feel, I do feel like I've stepped into that role of being the mm-hmm. teacher's teacher, even though there's always like, but I still don't know anything. Mm, yeah, <laughs> like I do know stuff, but I still don't know anything. So there is that level of, um, a bit of imposter syndrome. I feel like that I find mm-hmm. myself in sometimes like, Oh, I do know what I'm doing, but then sometimes I'm like, Oh, I actually don't know anything. Or who am I to say that I know mm-hmm. this and share this yeah. with somebody who's also still learning. So there is a lot of ups and
0: downs Um, yeah I can relate to that so much and I think something I tell myself is that especially in those see those settings of like a a new group of people that you're getting to like kind of form their minds around their first 200 hour Mm -hmm. even if you feel like you don't know enough you still know so much more than they do and Mm it's like and sometimes it's really hard to even remember the things you didn't know in the very beginning. Like sometimes I,
2: for it example, is, yeah,
0: for example, like a student who's been practicing enough, I would assume that they would know Surya Namaskar A. I would assume that like you take my classes all the time. You're signed up for 200 hour, you know, your son's salutation. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I have to remind myself, like, they don't. Like sometimes yeah, they I'm don't really, remember like, these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they, you have to like, take it scale it down you're like oh we really have to start from like ground zero here inhale reach out the beauty of being a
3: student yeah Yeah. a beauty of being a student is you're kind of told what to do and that's nice yeah and then when you shift into that learning to be a teacher it's everything shifts and changes
2: Mm -hmm. because then you're
3: like oh you have the the lens of the teacher view you Mm -hmm. know and you might become a little bit more critical when you take classes but then you're learning even more Mm -hmm. after that sometimes
1: you like take classes and you're like it's not even like you're like I really like that I want to remember that or I don't like that I don't want to do that it's like it's Mm -hmm. all the things it's not always, you know it's not Mm -hmm. like it's always like oh I want to you know like so having that kind of student mind is is hard
0: do you Mm -hmm. um enjoy being part of a teaching staff and being part of the 200 hours I do. I think it's good. And it came at a time when I was
3: like needing more. Mm -hmm. I think when I started like shadowing, um, I think it was like 2017 into 18. And at that point I had been at Zen for almost two years ish. And I, I feel like if I had stayed in New York, so cut to before I left New York about a year and a half, I wasn't part of the teacher team for trainings but they had a group of us as mentors so we mm-hmm. got paid which was nice and we had like four mentors mentees and we met with them once a week so we like graded mm-hmm. their homework and we helped them with teaching so it was like that extra thing that sometimes the leads would do but the leads already had so much to do so I was already mm-hmm. kind of stepping into that like oh this would be really great then I moved then wasn't in it and so I was in that moment of like okay I'm ready for something more than just teaching my regular classes, which is mm-hmm. so always great. So it did come at a good time, but it definitely same thing. It was like, oh, I have all this information, but wait, who am I to say what I know and what you don't know and all that. So there was some learning curves around it and certain lectures that I teach have definitely shifted and mm-hmm. changed and fortunately gotten better <laughs> yeah. over the last few years, especially doing it before pandemic then being all online. And then- mm-hmm. After the pandemic, everything's kind of got a little wacky.
1: Did you enjoy teaching online, Allison? Were you teaching? I, can't, I the thing um, is, the Allison, is, were you teaching in studio at all? I can't remember. So I, when the pandemic
3: hit, Equinox stopped, mm. and then with Zen, uh, I jumped online with them right away. Mm-hmm. And then because Equinox stopped, and then another space that I taught at. They were doing online, but very briefly, um, like they didn't have a lot of classes. So I kind of stepped away from that other space.
2: Mm -hmm. I
3: was doing my, I was also doing some of my own classes, but I had just a handful of those like, Mm -hmm. and then I had my Zen and that was, that was like for a few months. Right. And then pretty much, I feel like it was June or July. We all came back. People yes. at Zen for sorry, me, like my
1: cat I was... just bit me.
0: <laughs> oh my god, okay. I was like, What did you just do? <laughs> no, I'm like,
1: cat. I was like Bitch, sorry, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, um, <laughs> so for
0: for you two who've been at Zen for a while, that was your experience in Chicago, but I was still locked down and not teaching in person for a really long time. I think September or October wow. is when I went yeah. back to places like when Tula opened back up and. Um, I was teaching at Yoga Loft too. They hadn't opened up by September. I think they opened a little bit later. Mm -hmm. So I mean they had their location in um Oak Park that was able to open, but not the Chicago because of the stipulations. Like Zen opened because of the garage doors a lot earlier. Yeah. And I think with Eagrox too, I think
3: both of those, we A, we had to be masked, and B, it was only 10 people could take mm. class so it was very limited and I think what Zen did was have a handful back in studio and then a handful were still online yeah and I do remember one thing that was kind of nice I remember it like it must have been January of 2021 so we'd already been back a little bit yeah and there was this like crazy snowstorm which normally I we started. just have to get to the studio yeah and I remember Sierra texting me being like do you want to have your class at home I go that sounds great yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) so it went completely virtual and I was like I didn't have to leave my house I mean things are different now we don't really do that anymore going completely virtual but in that moment I was like this is amazing because I don't want to go outside in this really awful snowstorm and Mm -hmm. a lot of places don't cancel um but you know I had a couple of consistent and actually I just finally let go of this one Friday morning class that I had with like Four consistent ladies. They lived all over the country. It was a Friday morning slow flow. They were pretty consistent. It was a bit up and down. And then um, and then I just it just felt right to just be like, this is it. Like this is my little yoga room that I teach it. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> it's basically a bedroom that I just turned into a yoga room when we moved <laughs> and yeah, got a different place. But where we were living, we were in the tiniest one-bedroom apartment in the pandemic. And Every time I had to do online, I had to lift up a couch, move another couch. Literally, Mm -hmm. lock my husband at the time, just boyfriend, was in the other. Like, okay, you're either needing to be locked in the bedroom or locked in the kitchen for an hour. Where do you Mm -hmm. want to be? He couldn't even get to the bathroom because the bathroom door was (laughs) in the view.
2: It was oh my god,
3: yeah. I don't because we moved in 2021, so that was like a good year and a half of being in that tiny space. I mean, it was great for what it was, but then when you had to be
0: online,
3: Mm -hmm. it was wild.
0: It's so interesting though, like even like how resilient we have become and like how we can adapt and, you know, beyond pandemic, it makes me think about just adapting teaching in a way, you know, like, so you've been teaching for 14 years. It's like, and I don't mean this just for you. Like I'm a, I think I'm year nine and you're what? 10 or 11 Bradshaw? I
1: don't know. Yeah. Something like that.
0: (laughs) Like, I just think of like, are, are we going to be doing the group class thing forever? Or are we going to, and this is why I asked about like the trainings and the other stuff, Mm -hmm. or, or is there something else to like adapt into or like like growing your own like online course or something, you know, my mind just kind of like spins around like the evolution and the longevity mm-hmm. of your career as a yoga teacher. And, and um, I know Bradshaw, we've talked to you and I've talked about this a lot, like when my body hurts, like when I'm older and when I like, can't like do so much anymore. Like I, when I don't want to like demo everything all of the yeah. time, mm-hmm. like what is, gonna look like to teach in those years and so I think having yeah. a bit of this like innovation and resiliency is key and I wonder how it's gonna play into all of that
3: yeah I have no idea
1: I have no idea either but I'll tell you I mean like zen is packed like the pandemic never happened and I wasn't expecting as many people to come back and it's people are back at studios and mm-hmm. gyms mm-hmm. and like I you we had what two and a half years of like not being around people like we are Inherently social creatures, exactly. Mm -hmm. People like want to go out of their house. They want to go to a yoga class. They want to be around people. I thought that the virtual stuff was going to stay around more than it has.
0: I've actually been surprised. The last couple of classes I taught have had at least two people virtual. I'm like, oh, this isn't like- that's interesting. I still it's been have kind a of... few people pop on, which is yeah pretty wild. I oh, you're talking about
1: in-studio. Sorry.
0: Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. in-studio, I still have a room filled with people, but I'm sp- surprised that I'll still get one or two streaming mm-hmm. virtually at the same time.
3: Yeah. I still will always have a couple- couple of people I mean talking about just even the evolution of teaching like when I look back to my first started teaching like I got my certificate and then just went into it I was like I'm mm-hmm. doing it
2: mm-hmm.
3: I don't even want to know how I taught <laughs> oh
0: like, right oh for sure
2: that's that, like, yeah I, I
3: don't even know what I was doing I mean I think then I was I knew I was tweet you know playing with things and from what my 200 hour taught me I did take a lot of good stuff from that training. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that stuff would really make me the teacher who I am today. While it's totally maybe different now in the way that whether they teach, but even like even the 200 hour that you teach, you will teach and, and teach. i like, I didn't get this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't get this stuff 14 years ago. We got some good stuff, but I didn't get yep. all of this stuff. And then the evolution of teaching, you know, part-time for three years. And then mm. after my advanced training definitely made me shift a bit. And then in the, I mean, I was in my mid twenties then. Um, and then now in my mid ish thirties
2: <laughs>
3: my mm-hmm. you know, one of those years, uh, things shift as well. Like also my body changes mm. and ups mm-hmm. and downs and, um, and then, and then the pandemic hit, and I remember specifically when that when it hit, when we had to go, not when the pandemic hit, but when we were locked down, I actually got the flu. Mm-hmm. So for, I thought I was like, I thought I had it, but I didn't. It was just the flu. And specifically at Zen, things shifted so fast to online, mm-hmm. but I had to basically get all my classes covered for like a week and a half. And in that week and a half, I'm seeing all these teachers I know doing their own thing, like doing Mm -hmm. the zoom, doing the Patreon. And I was like, Oh, I remember like freaking out to Ruben, my husband being like, Oh my God, I'm so behind on Mm -hmm. everything. Like, what am I going to do? And this is literally a week and a half into it. None of us. I hadn't steamrolled into the zoom and the Patreon stuff. And then when I finally felt better, I started teaching those classes again. And then I slowly got into it, but I was very much not a demoer, so the demoing was, was very exhausted. hard for me. Oh my god, yeah. I can't,
1: I can't, I relate.
0: Really,
1: I would do I like four classes a day. It. I thought my back was going to fall apart.
0: Same, I was. It doing was awful. So it was awful. much physical movement, but my body never felt worse. And you're getting none of the benefits of the yoga practice cause no, you're because you're actually you that was the worst part. That's
1: such a good point. Such or a good point. Or you do
0: one side and then you watch yeah. them while they do the other yeah. side.
1: Oh yeah, and so it's I'm like...
3: completely lopsided, and then going back <laughs> into. The Allison's studio, walking in with like
2: i am <laughs> I'm gonna do the
3: whole other side off camera on my own yeah, after class, right. and then coming back in, I was like, "Wait, what are we doing?" So there, those two months to a year was the biggest shift and change. Yeah. Um
0: did you yeah. change the way you taught because I know you like to really um orient people in different directions on the mat and just like doing that when they're like referencing the computer I'm sure it added is really another hard. layer. Yeah. I even
3: made a joke the other day. I think it was in we just wrapped up the 300 hour and I made a joke to them about like okay we're going to go on our, around our mat and sometimes if we're in the studio I'll introduce something new while they're facing the back of the room because I'm able to get to the back of the room and face them. Yeah, you But when you're on camera, (laughs) yeah, you walk around. You are able to go around them through six years. But when you're on camera, if they're, like, facing the back and they're like, what is she doing?
2: Yeah. You know, they're
3: looking at the camera. So I had to adjust. I still did because I do a lot of – I don't do – all the time, full 360 mandalas, but I do a lot of 180, so front to back, back to yeah. front. So I was able to face the side. Yeah. So it did stop. Yeah, that's probably going around for mm-hmm. a long time until we got back to in person, and I was able to like yeah. slow it down, break it down. I mean, I slowed it down. So coming from New York, first year of being in Chicago, it was a lot of introducing my me and my style to every class. Mm -hmm. and being and people didn't know how to move their feet from the front of the mat to the back Mm -hmm. of the mat I was like yeah just move your feet and then I'd have to face them and mirror them a lot yeah and the big um uh recommendation I got was you gotta slow it down Mm -hmm. you really gotta slow it down so I feel like I have slowed down a lot Mm um
1: but you're also coming from New York like New York is like everything there is fast I know
3: quick, quick pace. And I was like, yeah. okay, it's a different vibe, great. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a Vinyasa slow style, it's still breath to movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still feel like I'm a little quicker in some sense, but I think it just depends on the student who you ask. Like, oh yeah, yeah. she's quicker. She's a little slower than so-and-so, you know? Totally. Um, and each also, space yeah. is different, you know? Cause at Equinox, um, a handful of the teachers, classes I teach, there are actually a gentle style yoga it's mm. mostly people above the age of 55 not always but mm-hmm. it is a slower pace no chaturangas no down dogs not a lot on your hands and knees use of blocks mm-hmm. a lot which as a teacher it's a nice change of pace of course if i was I doing know. 12 classes of my vinyasa flow each week i'm mm-hmm. exhausted even though yeah. i'm not doing it yeah and like, oh i teach
2: the
0: three gentles. oh that's a nice break
2: Mm hmm. Because yeah, I love the. Um, yeah, I don't
0: go ahead. I was just going to say there's an energy output that, you know, we give to different styles and formats that we teach that maybe as a st- as students listening might not realize that, like teaching those vinyasas are more it's more of an energy output than it is. Mm-hmm. Like teaching a yin, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's just super mellow. Oh my God. Hold, hold, hold this for five minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah, you don't talk as much. Yeah. You, know? uh, yeah. you don't have to use as many words. Mm-hmm. And with Vinyasa Flow, especially with teaching newer teachers, it's like be um aware of your words because you're mm-hmm. gonna be teach you're gonna be talking a lot you don't have to talk as much as you think you do, you know, mm-hmm. like for sure. Being and a little so more
1: hard I have to teach two vinyasa words. classes tonight. You guys are making me tired. Okay. I don't want to talk about okay, it.
0: Okay. Well, here's the thing that I noticed Spit or that I was put them doing in deer pose for like yeah. five minutes. Literally. Exactly.
1: Whenever I teach you and I'm like, I, I'll be like, where am I? Like I literally are like we're oh, moving oh, into shit. the fall
3: back season. Let them cool down a little bit. Yeah. Right. Or
1: slow
0: down. <laughs> so I am a wordy teacher in that.
1: I don't think too. you are.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not. it's not that I, I don't overly describe, but for instance, I will always give some sort of setup cue along with the thing. Like for example, Mm -hmm. I will never just be like, inhale warrior one, because I don't expect that everyone knows warrior one. I'm like, okay, let me tell them at least where I want their back foot. You know, like, so I don't, I won't overly describe, oh, here's your back foot. Here's your front knee. Here's Mm. this, here's that. Like, I'm not doing, like, I think I'm editing a a comfortable amount, but because of this energy output, I decided experimenting yesterday in my two, three, I'm like, I'm not describing everything in this two, three. I'm just going to do inhale warrior one. If I see they look confused, I'll, I'll help Mm -hmm. them out. So I, I'm trying to like save my breath a little bit. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But it's a two, three. So it's exactly. Generally...
1: Yeah. Then like they're going to know, they should know what they're like doing. If you're at a they two, three, I, know, yeah. I
0: hope, you know, warrior one, I don't think mm-hmm. I should have to tell you to bring your back heel down, angle your mm-hmm. foot and so on and so on. Um, But yeah, so I've experimented with that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I have, I did save a little bit of my energy. So now I'm liking this. I'm like further editing. Brochure, you're giving me a dirty look. What mm-hmm. the fuck is that look? I'm not for? giving
1: you a dirty look. Maybe yeah, well, he's. What, a dirty what look. do you call this? <laughs> I'm not giving anyone a dirty look. I'm just listening to you.
0: But I know I'm you teach that you. way. You teach that way a lot, where you are very succinct with your cues, and sometimes you will just be like, and I'm not saying this is a good or a bad, but I think you are actually preserving your energy by doing this it's like you're
1: like sometimes i just i'm like like today i still i mean like i have way more time off than i used to but like i'm teaching four classes today i'm teaching four classes tomorrow i'm teaching four classes on friday like i still teach i have way more time off way more balance but like if we're like we're going for a retreat like i do teach a lot before i pick up more i pick up more because we're going to be outside even though we're making money i still like to like have a nice paycheck whatever you know it's gig work what's the life of
0: no PTO. It is yeah. Exactly. No pay it's time off, job. no insurance. We still have stuff we got to so, take care of.
1: So I, um, if I'm, if I know I'm going to be teaching four classes, like you, you I mean, I'm just going to be honest. The energy, if I was teaching one class compared to my fourth mm-hmm. class tonight is not going to be yeah. the same. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I can't, 100%, like, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be bad, but yeah. like it's, and it, it's going to be a good class. It's just not going to be like, uh, for me, it won't be like the most stellar class in the world. I just know it won't feel that way because I my energy is running low.
0: But it's still going to be a great okay. class because you're a good For teacher. Sure. Like yeah. your your low energy is still going to be a skillful, informative For class. For sure, like the
1: class is going to be fine. It's just like, like you're saying, you just like at some point, and I'm also older, like I can't fucking, the way I taught when I was you know, yeah. nine years ago, like the way I used to, how many classes Where I used to teach? Just psychotic, scream, actually chataranga. psychotic. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, you can do it, do a handstand, <laughs> just do it. How do you do it? You just do it, just kick up. Horrible, horrible (laughs) teaching. Thank God I have a personality. Wait, you
0: actually just reminded me of something. Okay, so Allison, you said this before. You're like, you don't even want to like think about how you used to teach. This is what I think about in the age of pandemic and things being recorded. I'm like, I don't want to go back and look at my classes from 2021. But I'm also very, very curious. I'm like, "Hmm, I wonder if I go like back and take my class that's, you know, up there on Union and it's it's in the recorded archives. I wonder what I was teaching in 2021, only two years ago, but I think I've evolved. I think I'm learning. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just yeah. funny. Like, so, new, so newer teachers who got their start during the pandemic, who have like almost everything recorded now. Yeah. That's crazy. like kind of cool. That's measurable progress. And it's pretty cool mm-hmm. for me, it's but also
3: listening to my voice
2: oh Anytime. god And
3: i'm like was editing a zoom and i'm like uh-uh. or honestly i will have listened to all of your podcasts i will probably not listen to this one because i cannot <laughs> hear my voice so yeah so weird like this happened in it must have been 2021 because we we're still very masked and Ruben and i were in logan square i remember we walked to the liquor store to get <laughs> some liquor some wine some wine, and we're in line, and I think it's winter. So I had my hat on and I had my mask on. So pretty much like you couldn't see who I was. Yeah. The girl in front of me, and I'm talking to him, and the girl in front of me turns around and was like, I think you're my yoga teacher. And I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like who are you? It's like, no, we haven't met. I only know you from online. I recognized your voice. And I was like, oh. My yeah
1: goodness. that yeah, is that's embarrassing
0: so weird. that's weird when and i I'm post my videos this.
1: on instagram i literally just i'm like like i'll start to like edit them i'm like oh i mean it's a
0: huge cringe
3: yeah well, i think, I think I, a lot of people are like that i mean
0: no i hard, i'm, I'm, I'm having listen. this experience right now because with the podcast you know we started it while i was in florida now i'm back in chicago bradshaw has mentioned it I'm sure in his classes at Zen like oh listen to our podcast so I'm getting a lot of students who have never met me come to my class and they'll be Mm. like and they'll come up to me and they'll be like I feel like I know you or you're like your voice is so recognizable and I'm like it's really I love hearing that because I'm like oh wow people do listen but then I'm also like oh they actually know me like I like actually talk about about myself (laughs) and like all this I was like it feels kind of weird. I don't know how celebrities yeah, you should.
1: It's
2: exciting. Do it. And I'm not a celebrity. We're no, not celebrities.
1: when people, when but like people celebrities. Like will be like, you talked about this. You remember like they'll they'll say something. I'm like, how the fuck did you know that? They're like, You talked about it on the podcast. I was like, you oh, talked about shit. it. But
3: I'm, honestly, you two have been so open that I do feel like and I, and I do know you both, but I do feel like I know you both more. So it's like you're opening mm. yourself up to Yeah. Well, that it's also vulnerability like vulnerability in a sense.
1: We've talked about this on the podcast, so you may have heard it. It's like I mean so much of our life, I like. I don't live close to Zen. Mm-hmm.
0: I live in Lakeview.
1: And so like, it, like people have said this, like you leave really quickly. I'm like, I do. I leave, I like, I go there, I teach and I leave. Cause like talking, I teach all the time. I need to conserve my energy. I don't have the energy to talk to teachers for 15 minutes after class or students. I don't have it in me. And that's not because I don't love the students and the teachers. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't have the bandwidth.
3: Yeah, it, I agree. It is honestly, it's all about energy because sometimes the amount of energy you have, sometimes I'm like, thanks for coming to class. Like I gotta go.
1: Or other yeah. times like,
3: okay, cool. Somebody asks me a question. Yeah, I have some time. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, balancing out that, those boundaries with, you know, honoring one's time. And then you're all of a sudden like class on it at seven. You're like, oh my God, 720. Like
2: I gotta yeah. go. You know, like, yeah.
3: people are waiting for me or, you know, like yeah. we have you know I feel yeah you. one little note too about just what I wanted to say about the talking in class and using words like again I probably was a hot mess when I first started doing my 200 hour was a huge um breakthrough for me because again growing up dancing I didn't need my voice that much Mm -hmm. I Mm. always say this sorry family but being the youngest of four I really didn't get a word in that Mm. much either (laughs) Mm. and I would and I still do jumble my words a lot like I'll be the the words want to come out but they have a hard time coming out and what my 200 hour helped me with was really work through those and then of course the more trainings and the more you teach it really helps you to clarify and make your words clear whether Mm. I'm a having a conversation with you, or B, I'm literally leading so many people, I really have to have my words clear. And that is one positive feedback that I've gotten, kind of streamlined from a handful of people in the last couple of years. Students like, I really like the way that you cue, it's really helpful. And so I am always like, okay, good, because I was hoping to do that. And I always have to remind myself, like, okay, keep doing what you're doing, keep being clear.
1: So mm-hmm. I love a
3: good setup to, to oppose but it's also to a point where you're not like overly explaining it. There is a, there's a balance. There's a a fine line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like,
1: you want to be nuanced, but direct. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, You want to let them do it and figure it out and be like, your knee has to exactly be here, Mm
1: -hmm. but
3: also guide. And, but there is a huge difference between, I don't teach any level ones on my schedule right now, but a level one or we, most of our classes are all levels Mm -hmm. to an advanced class, you know, Teaching the yeah. dance class is easy. Oh my god, it's the, the easiest one. Much. The easiest yeah. thing, you just have the most creative with sequencing, which is what I love to do all the sequencing. Yeah. Um, Alice, oh sorry. Yeah.
1: Go I go have ahead. a que- I have a question for you. So I was talking to my therapist yesterday about you. No, I wasn't talking about you, but I was talking no. about <laughs> I was like, Ooh. No, no, no. But I was, I was talking, I like I have had this feeling recently where I'm like, I need like a creative outlet. You know what I mean? Like I did gymnastics growing up, like I need something that is kind of like that. And so I'm looking into some like aerial classes around the city and like doing silks. Cause I have a friend who owns a studio here in the city. And actually she's not my friend. I don't know why. I, I would go that, with but, you. But, oh, you could come. it's on, t- I think it's on the t- Yeah. It, yeah. So I'm just I wondering as a dance, <laughs> as a dancer, like, cause sometimes I, I it, my outlet used to be yoga, but now that's become my job. And I, I, uh-huh and have a really difficult time I, yoga is just not my creative outlet it doesn't feel that way like i need something that's very not
0: separate separate from separate, you know not, separate not from just your work job, separate but also yeah this is like a i don't know it could be a healing tool it could be many other yeah. things
1: so i'm wondering like do you dance still do you miss dance like what do you do to fill yourself up
3: both so i do definitely miss dance i think when i moved back to chicago i was kind of over trying to be in a company Mm. um so I was in a couple small ones in new york which was great i kind of realized okay i think my okay. days on a stage performing is over but i do love dancing and that's why i bring a lot of that into my yoga classes mm. um i was taking a class at a studio uptown but the schedule is always changing so it's a little bit of an up and down mm. um so I miss it and I but I do still do it a little bit on my own sometimes. Like if I have a little space, I kind of just like dance around. Music is a huge inspiration to me and creative outlet. Like I'll just put on some songs and just kind of like move my body around, mm-hmm. specifically when I'm, you know, creating. I don't always like to use the word choreograph, but like mm-hmm. creating and sequencing asana based classes. I'll have a, like a rough idea and then I'll just like explore and play with some stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't want to be cheesy, but just like going for a walk and, you know, yeah. looking mm-hmm. outside. I mean, I personally don't do these things, but I know a lot of people like to color. I've never really been a big like pen to paper kind of artist. I'm a stick figure mm-hmm. person unless they have like color inside the lines
2: Yeah,
3: uh, and doing like different things. Cause while I, You know, I love to dance and practice yoga and do all that kind of stuff. Like, I like to weightlift. I go on some Mm -hmm. jogs. It's so hard, but I force myself to do it. I like Mm -hmm. mixing it up in the, you know, physical aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, I love reading, like, good fiction, stuff like that. Is your, yeah. is
1: Ruben, it's so funny because honestly, I feel like you just got married and I like, we were saying, I was like, you just got married. Like it's two years since the pandemic. Speaking of the pandemic, like my, my timeline is so fucked. I don't like. It's so off. Honestly, the so 2020
3: off. till last year, I would say it was a blur. Like
1: mm-hmm. literally, and I feel I, like you got yeah. married six months ago. Like that's literally what yeah. I
3: think. Well, he proposed in May of 2020. So I always call it a quarantine proposal. Okay. And then mm-hmm. we planned, we basically planned the wedding in the pandemic, having no idea when things would open up. Mm-hmm. We had it planned for June of 2021. And a few months before that, I was like, nope, nope, that's not happening. So we yeah. pushed it to the end of October of 2021, which was still kind of in the pandemic. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. so we made it like as safe as possible because I wanted it to be safe, but I also wanted a big bash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you didn't invite either of us. I didn't. I didn't invite anybody from Zen. I am I'm so just sorry.
1: kidding. Well, because th- the thing a, is, we both if, you, have if, you, huge if you, if you,
3: families.
1: Well, also, if you invited one person from Zen, then you would have to literally invite everyone. That's like how weddings work. Yeah, I would. Uh, no, that's a good call. Good call. <laughs> we have uh, so
3: four. We have huge families. How I many people were a, there? You know what's so funny? So when I go back to it, whenever I tell anybody, because you learn, after you learn, you're like, you know, just invite people because so many people replied no. I think we invited 200 and we ended up having like 130. Oh, okay, so okay. it was like a smaller crowd. Um, yeah. The room could hold a lot. It was at this really cool artist's loft in Pilsen called Lacuna Lofts. Uh, but like I come from an Italian Persian household and he's Mexican. And so it's just a lot, a lot of, of people. people and a lot of, you know, just a lot of stuff. So yeah. I just yeah. already knew. Both lot of, of us have a ton of kids. Yeah, that's was like. a lot of personality. So I think when you're planning it, you get nervous. You're like, oh, my goodness, it's too many people. And yeah. then just invite everybody. Yeah. <laughs> just, just have fun.
1: I guess, my, but does he practice yoga?
3: He does. So okay. our funny story is that when I first met him, we met oh we'll start with February, funny stories. Here's this is your funny story. Oh yeah. Oh no that's not my funny story. Oh, no, no. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, no. Okay, okay. 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 Tell okay. the funny story a, a and then we'll do the funny story. Wait, stories. I have a different Before the funny story. Okay. okay.
0: Sweet
3: <laughs> in that when we first met and I said I was a yoga teacher, he was like, Oh, really? I just started taking class. Oh, that's and he was so like cute. so excited about it at the time he worked at the Civic Opera Building um in accounting, and there was a studio there and that they would go. It just started. But I waited for us to date for like two months before I invited him to yeah, uh, take one class. of my classes. Actually, we went to Tula together. Because I was oh, like, let's cute. go take a class together. Because he was in Logan. I was in Ukrainian village. And I had yeah. actually never been there. I was like, don't go to a place that I teach at. And yeah. the whole time, I'm in, I'm in down dog, like looking at him. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 he knows what he's doing. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. You can come take my class. I love so, that. oh, that's That's really sweet. Um I was going to say I I'm single and I had to remove And that's it. That Thank I, you everyone for listening. Goodbye. It, if, if you are a successful single late 30s year old yeah whatever. No, I should have I shouldn't use the podcast to try to date. No, but I had to take that I'm a yoga teacher out of my profile
1: because oh, yeah.
0: I do yeah. not like the comments that I get. There's some mm-hmm. people who are just like, Oh, you must be flexible. And I'd be like, Oh, you must be a douche. Okay. Like that. Yeah. I mean, my whole life New York
3: was like that. Yeah. And then, I mean, I didn't meet Ruben until I always, I always joke and say, I could have stayed a whole other year in New York, come back and then met you. Cause I met him like in my second year of living back in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so there are still, not yeah. that many great people out there in the world, you really still have to weed <laughs> through. Literally. And we ended up meeting I, at a bar, yeah. we met at the yeah. Blue Line Lounge. Cute. In Did you guys meet like great online? Martinis. No, at a bar but now.
1: Now oh, we're just like a, a dating podcast. Okay, well, and I, I just like, talk like about I want my next partner to be like, fucking, um, like nothing to do with yoga. Like I want them to to be like riding a Harley and smoking a cigarette and just like, like (laughs) living on the fringe. That's what I want.
0: Well, here's the second thing I was going to say is like, when people do find out I'm a yoga teacher, teacher, they'll ask (laughs) where (laughs) I the hard part about this life is like it's not (laughs) private. No, exactly. It's so public, and I'm like, I don't even want you to know where I teach because you could just show up, Mm -hmm. and I don't like that. Like, I don't like feeling like you have access to me.
1: Oh God! I just uh, say I work in the wellness industry.
0: Well, so yeah, I just got rid it's of so it vague. on my yeah. profile I know, exactly. <laughs> and because I went to Carnegie Mellon, people probably think I'm like a robot maker or something. I don't even know what robot <laughs> makers are called. No, but okay, that was we- always <laughs> an issue. Yeah. Being a yoga teacher and then dating and it's like, they could just yeah. come to the studio
3: and you're like, well, I don't want that. There I don't want that. That makes me feel of- like
0: really like, mm-hmm. I don't know, surveilled or something. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But no, I agree with
3: you. I
0: yeah. I, like, I can't just like show up at your dentist's office and be like, mm, no, let me, let me see While you you're at work. work. on the fourth floor. <laughs> like, you have to get yeah. approved
3: to go in. Okay.
1: So, okay, what is to, the we, real we, funny we, story? What is do you the real funny first, thing? Yeah. She's got go okay. she to go first. I'll So, so I've
3: been okay. racking my brain. So, I have two, but one is really small because I have a lot of small things. I was like, I need a big, funny story. But my one small, like, you know, goofy story is, uh, Bachelor. You guys, you talk about it a lot. This happened like five years ago, at one of <laughs> the clubs can't. I taught, and it was just. I think it was a five o'clock class. It was like five to six, and this woman comes in at five thirty-five no. and does your classic sums in smacks down her mat <laughs> is about in the front. Is yeah. about to it's like so go bad. get her props and i was able i just remember looking at the clock being like what is happening <laughs> and i was able to get to and we weren't mic'd or anything like that at that time yeah. so that was good get to her before she got her props being like oh, i'm so sorry but class has been going you have to leave so she got her stuff and laughed and then at the end of the class a couple of the students thanked me actually because apparently she'd done it a lot Oh, uh, it's so distracting. Other teachers, but I get an email that night from one of my bosses. Yeah, like, she's complaining. So what? What went down? So she went down to the office saying she was only five minutes late. So maybe she thought it started at five thirty. Either that, yeah. I had to explain myself. Like, a, it was rude. Mm-hmm. B, it was unsafe. Yeah. Like, C, yeah. I did what I thought I had to do. So I mean, I've had stories like like there's there's so, so many
1: things so like many. that. There's so
3: many. So it's hard to pick and choose. Okay, one unique thing that happened to me in a yoga class was so i had been teaching at new york yoga for many many years made lots of good friends there i had already been back in chicago and my good friend rebecca um asked me to come back teach a class to all my regulars and she was going to propose to her boyfriend at the end of the class cuz they met taking my class oh okay and then they like developed their friendship always taking my class. And it was just really, really sweet. And it was really funny because they got it on video because they like were able to get one of our our regulars to videotape, but they told the guy that it was just for like the studio. Mm
2: -hmm. So it was
3: like a big fun bash and half the people knew what was happening, half the people didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's always just this really sweet thing that I was able to be a part of. And I always felt like so honored um i mean before then anytime i'd see people holding hands in shavasana i'd be like please don't do that
2: but but then when you
3: know when you know them you're like okay that's sweet that's nice and now the two of them own a cute little yoga studio called the corner yoga studio in williamsburg brooklyn just a little shout out oh my god that's such a cute
1: name for a studio
3: Yes, okay. it's on a corner.
1: Yeah, that's um, really cute. But
3: God, I mean, I was racking my brain. I have so many
0: weird little things, but like, well, oh yeah, you can give us story. some of them and we'll pretend they're ours because yeah. we're gonna. Yeah, run because out. we're running we're, out.
1: We're, <laughs> I had, I, I'll tell you, I had a student today, and this, I, this is just funny because like I love people that just like do that. Like they, there's okay, there's a person who comes to my class. <laughs> she's older. She's probably eighty. Like I'm not oh. kidding and because I I I teach at CAC and there's a there's a wide range of people that Mm -hmm. come she comes all she comes every week she's super sweet but she just like I'll be teaching salutations and she just kind of stands there she looks around she takes her we've done five salutations she'll look around smile at me just go into a down dog and I'm like that's the kind of do your own thing that I like
0: yeah you know what I mean because she's
1: just like she's like, I'm older. I'm not doing all those salutations. Yeah. Huh? I'll meet you in down dog when I want. And she comes, I love she it. comes every week and I love her. I was just well, like, I hope when I'm 80 years old, I'm doing that. Yeah. Yes, exactly.
3: That's the goal, right? Just to mm-hmm. be able to come to the mat and do a couple things. Totally. Yeah.
1: Totally. So mm-hmm. I just, it's not necessary. it's more inspiring, but it's just also funny because mm-hmm. I love, I love someone who's just like, no, I'm not, no.
0: Yeah, well, I thought of two <laughs> two funny stories, and now I'm like, okay, which ones should I save? Should I talk about last night, Ratchar, or should I talk about some, something else?
1: Oh yeah, uh, tell the tell the one last night.
0: Okay, so we talked about, um, you know, teaching different formats and like energy output or whatever. Last night I taught a vinyasa two three class, which I think I teach a very like breath to movement. I always include some challenging poses. Like in a regular vinyasa or a vinyasa one, I'm not breaking down arm balances or whatever. I'm I'm <laughs> keeping to like basics or whatever. But there was this person in my class who had a strong practice for sure. Like I was like, okay, this person knows what they're doing. This person comes up to me after class, and I think there was something cultural where like she just wanted information, but it sound it like rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. And she said a little bit. Oh, I was so mad I was human, <laughs> but I was trying to be professional. What did she, so say? She, she said, so Five she hours
1: later, me. you call me, you're like, I'm still so fucking mad that. Girl's <laughs> <not> <laughs> me.
0: No, so she says to me after class Hi, I'm new here. I just moved here from such and such place. And, you know, I'm still trying to find a studio and a teacher. And I'm looking for an advanced class. And she took my two, three. And I, and I was like, Well, this was a two, three. And, and in my sequence, just by the way, all breath to movement. And I broke down, or I gave them an option for regular crow on their own from Malasana. And then I broke down side crow in great detail. And I had a very, Which twisty I would say S- at,
1: at Zen, that's a level two, three class. That's
0: a two, three. Yeah. I, I, it was breath to Zen. the whole time. My regulars were definitely Gianna's like, there were sweating. two people
1: that died. Like it was that hard.
0: <laughs> no. So then she says, that this was very basic. She goes, she, so, she, so she, and this is where I think the cultural thing came in because I, I don't it, think I she it, meant it, to, it in an Anna Delvey it. accent. Yeah. Like, I don't think she meant <laughs> to be rude. She goes, I signed up for a two, three for a challenge. And this was very basic. And so then I got offended because I was like, I did my job. I delivered yeah. a two, three. Like if she thinks this is basic, go take just the regular vinyasa or a V1 and you'll know that this is not basic. And so we got to talking a little bit and I like knew that I was getting offended and like my ego is getting bruised a little bit, but I also wanted to provide her with resources for someone who I think mm-hmm. she teaches a more challenging two, three. But to be honest, I've been told by regulars that my two, three is one of the most challenging. So I'm like, I wasn't sure, but she did mention that she liked hot. So it's like, and she likes to flow in hot. And she saw in our schedule that the we hot, don't really
3: teach a flowy hot. Flow
0: hot. So, but I do know yeah. one teacher that does. So I was like, so I did recommend that teacher. And I also said, well, maybe go take core power down the street. Cause they're like flowy hot. And she like made a dirty look like, um, she would never go to core power. And so I just like, I was like, okay, I provided the resources. And she's like, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I just thought maybe you'd be able to like point me in a direction or help me. Or like, if you've you seemed like you've been here a while, then she, so I said to her, I was like, well, I was like, are you open to feedback? Like I was being serious. Cause oh I did notice things. She, me. I did notice things. At that, that point, she, the doors were open. The doors For were sure. open. For I sure. did it's notice like, bitch, things. She you came to fight. I did notice things that she can improve and she like was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I think you can work on, you know, X, Y, and Z As like, this is something that will make your practice even stronger. And I did make sure to say like, you have a beautiful I don't think practice that that's rude. I as like, you have a beautiful practice and, and, and I, I know, you know what you're doing. If you're open to feedback, I can share something that will help you feel more challenged. And so I shared that thing. And then I said to her, I was like, if you would ever want to come back to my class and I am more than happy to give you feedback on a one-on-one basis after class and so uh, yeah I think the funny thing there is my ego being bruised and me knowing me seeing it happen and trying to like rein mm-hmm. it back and then and like be professional and then after when I get home it's like uh, it was hard <laughs> but then also like I don't like Deanna what? literally
1: calls me she goes I did my job and I, I like, did my like I, I
0: did my did, job I, I, I agree I
3: think maybe this person is used to a class where they're constantly going into handstands. There are multiple arm inversions and uh, hand, arm balances
0: and Yeah. <laughs> well, inversions. here's the thing, Allison. When I saw that no one but her can even do the regular crow, mm-hmm. I was like, Do I even do the side? Yeah, you're reading
2: the room.
0: room, Exactly. And so, but I did it because I'm like, well, sometimes people can do this and not that. I'm just gonna do it because I did the whole sequence was for twisting and preparing them for that. It's like I'm just gonna do it at this point. It's it's a natural entryway, whatever. And then I even provided options for people who, cause I knew she had her side crow. I was like, you can take this into Dwi straight straighten both legs. You can open up your top leg, take it into Kundanyasana one. Like I gave these options to like build an ad and I'm like, what more do you want? Like, I can't like advanced practice brush. Yeah. And I talk about this, like. How about just being in the moment, like with well, your what, exactly, what was she looking like, for? What does advanced mean to her? I, you know, I think so it maybe meant for her it was stop more... heat and challenge, mm-hmm.
3: and which just... is not necessarily true. You know, yeah. there's different ways to mean an advanced practice.
1: What's really crazy, though, Allison, is that student was me. <laughs> and... <laughs> it was Bradshaw it was Bradshaw <laughs> all right we I have, we, we have we, to wrap this up but hold on before we wrap it up
0: yeah, I know. I know. We really could. Allison, tell people where they can find you. And if you have anything coming up, let our audience oh, know. Yes. Yeah. So I'm at Zen Yoga Garage. I'm at the Equinoxes.
3: I am part of a new studio that just opened up in River Forest. So I'm over in Cicero Oak Park area. It's a new space that just opened up called Analog. And nice. it's a really sweet, um, smaller yoga space. that's beautiful. So that's new. So if you're in the berwin cicero oak park river forest area of chicago like hit that up on there on friday mornings um and that's it for now right now oh cool. and what about yeah, my websites instagram yeah, my website, allison riazi yoga it's just allison Riazzi yoga Perfect. just my name and yoga i'm Simple. debating on Get it dropping that yoga because sometimes it's mostly my dog, Noche. So maybe that's it, what I did. Yeah. My, mine's,
1: mine's literally just like gay people in fun outfits and occasional handstand. And I'm just like, I'm just gonna try and to make it yoga. And then it's
3: like, it's not just yoga. Yeah, mm-hmm. for, <laughs>
2: sure.
1: for sure. Well, we appreciate you coming on. We love working with Thank you. Thank you for
0: having me. Ditto. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for staying. Tuned till the end. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend if you're enjoying it.
1: Bye, everyone. My God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with power. My God is an awesome God.